All right, welcome everybody to the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. It's sort of a special episode here. Mike Parker, joined by uh, the brewmaster, Artie Tafoya. How you doing today, Artie? Doing great, Mike. All right, I say special episode because uh, we're, we're not on the road, or, cause, but, but there's a lot of people that came on the road to be part of this particular show today because we got a special event brewing here at ABC. Yeah, that's right, Mike. Today we have the Winter Warmer Fest. Uh, it's a great little festival. You know, this is a, a perfect time of year to, to get everybody together, get the brewers together, about 15 breweries here today, and we're going to uh, taste some great beers. You know, each brewery has two to three beers, and uh, so we're looking at, you know, 45 beers, little samples, but uh, you should get a chance to uh, get a taste of just about uh, probably 20 or 30 different beer styles. Interesting, as we talk here, it's actually a leap year. So this is this is the only time possibly that the uh, the Winter Warmer Festival, which is not only in its second year, but it's gonna, it's actually happening on February 29th. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> unusual. Yeah, the, the the date I don't know if it'll fall on that date again uh, anytime soon. But uh, what I can tell you is that I went to a birthday party the other night for a woman who was 80, I guess 84 years old. And it was her 21st birthday because uh, <laughs> she missed her birthdays every other leap year. She's a she's a, one of my best friends' mom, uh, and we just had a great time with her uh, for her 21st. Cool. All right. So the setting here is the uh, the second floor of the Harrisburg Brew Pub. This is the uh, the the Abbey Bar area. Um, great for special events. You know, if you want to you want to look at this space, is kind of you know to describe it. It's just sort of flows with that old uh, industrial, um, you know, I guess what, what used to be so many different places, this facility, but a lot of brick, a lot of, uh, a lot of big wooden beams, and just a, just a really cool setting for any special event. So we'll be bringing up some folks here and uh, finding out about their breweries and uh, the brews that they brought along to share with everybody here today at the Winter Warmer Fest. But first things first, Artie, I'll say cheers to you uh, with, an, with an empty glass because we're going to fill it with something special that, that uh, you've been working on. What do we have here? Yeah, I'm not sure if you uh, were aware of this, Mike, but we have a, a Distilled Spirits packaging license over in our Mechanicsburg uh, location. Uh, pretty cool new thing for us. It allows us to do all sorts of uh, unique cocktails uh, that can either be canned or on draft. Um, we're doing it not only for our, uh, we're just starting with our company. I mean, it's pretty new for us, but we're also looking at doing some other products for some other companies out there. Um, and it's been, uh, it's been growing great. It's keeping our, our bottling plant busy. Uh, so it's been great. So one of the things, uh, Rod Hunzinger, who's our, uh, he's our flavorist, uh, he helped us put together, is a sweet tea old-fashioned. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, you know, the, our, our five-year bourbon, uh, with its sweet tea base, uh, and just we used a really nice tea. Cheers! Give it a shot. All right. Wow. And there's it, alcohol in that. Isn't that smooth? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is super. Yeah, you get a little bit of the bourbon burn at the end. Uh, of course, mm. it's what you want in a drink, but but other than that, it's got that little bit of honey in it, little sweetness, and uh, just a great cocktail. Um, we're, we're also talking about doing it with a smoked glass. I don't know if you've seen that, the, the smoked infused drinks. You smoke the glass up a little bit and then you mix the drink in it and, and it really gives it a wonderful smoky bourbon flavor. I, I, I have heard of that. And, and so I'm, you know, admittedly not one of the biggest, uh, you know, spirits guys. Like, right. I mean, no, yeah. now don't get me wrong. I love, no, no. I love, uh, I like a good mixed drink. I love a, I love a Moscow Mule. Um, I've just probably, you know, 
I've been to the Caribbean a few times, and you sort of, uh, we were just joking about it the other day. We have a friend who's going on a cruise, and I'm like, so you're going over to like somewhere where they serve rum drinks all the time. And then when you come home, you just, you're like, I got to go to the liquor store and buy a bottle of rum to keep the party going. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you eventually tire of it, right? But yeah. I could see this becoming a, a sort of a regular a regular part of the repertoire. This yeah, is, this that's is delicious. no doubt. Uh, you know, we're both beer guys, Mike. That we've, we're always going to be mm. beer guys. But uh, playing around with some of these other things now, it's, it's creating a little more fun in our jobs a little bit, uh, you know, in, in terms of you being able to talk about it and me being able to uh, develop and put things together. All right, so bottom line, if you come into uh, one of the ABC locations and you want to have a, a mixed drink or something special, it's you, you're using the Appalachian Craft Spirits these days. You bet. Um, our, all of our spirits are available at each of our locations. We also have other spirits available. If you're, if you drink, um, you know something else that that uh, isn't in our repertoire, you can uh, you can definitely get that at most of our locations. And you know every drink, just like a regular place uh, would have, but uh, ours is is ABC. All right. Anything else on the horizon uh, as far as the, the stuff goes? Do you have any other flavors that you're playing with, or you're just you know sort of on the wish list that you'd like to? To add, we got the sweet tea. That's down. Yep, yep. Uh, well, you know, we're we're doing a lot of things. We got uh, seltzers coming along. Okay. Uh, that we're going to be doing some on tap seltzers. Um, there's some other things that we're working on, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too okay. early. But uh, all sorts of good things. Uh, you know, our sour program's going so great. And I I did want to tell you, Mike, that um, just uh, as of the. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, I changed my position with the company. I'm now going to be the chief operations officer for the company. Okay. Uh, we hired a, a brand new uh, brewmaster. His name's Bruce Tanner. Bruce has uh, been brewing in the area for a while, and he's been brewing uh, also uh, throughout the country in Arizona and, and all over. Great guy, and also uh, Cliff Plank came over uh, to our brewery as well. So we got two new great brewers, and I think you're going to see a lot of great things on the horizon there, too. All right. You'll, you'll, you'll always be my brewmaster. That's all right, all right, Mike. You can call me anything you want. <laughs> Just don't call me late for a the, beer. Isn't the president? It's always <laughs> Mr. President, right? That's right. right. Well, right. I'll do I'll, You can call me whatever you want, but yeah, that's fine. All right, Artie. Well, for today, we're going to call you the host with the most because... Uh, that's what we've got. We've got a big festival happening at ABC Harrisburg. It's the second uh, winter warmer beer festival, and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back, and uh, we got our first guest with us, and uh, we are going to talk to some of the brewers and some of the visiting, uh, you know, breweries that have come here to the Winter Warmer Fest uh, this year. But Steph Dodge is with us. Steph, how are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? All right, so Steph, what I was trying to wanted to explain to you because. I know you're so busy. You probably don't listen to the podcast. It's kind of it's kind of a deep tracks type of thing here. You, you got to look for it, you know, yes. <laughs> on the website. But it's there. So we've been doing it for a few months, and like one of the things that we we always bring in members of the the ABC family, you know. So we bring bring in brewers, the chef. We even brought in you know the accountant one time. But it was, we have some great stories, you know. And of course, already. So I thought we'd bring in bring in uh, Steph because you're just one of these constant faces. Uh, I think I've been. It, my wife and I are here today for the festival. We, we've been coming here 20 years or so. I think you've been here pretty much 
<laughs> from the beginning? Uh, almost. Uh, we opened in 97 and I started here in 2000. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've definitely been here for 19 years. Um, and I have been here for all of the brew fests. <laughs> so that's a good thing that you brought that up because so winter warmer festival. It's not like this is the second time that, uh, you know, Appalachian Brewing Company's dabbled in beer festivals. There was there was the Capital City Invitational Beer Festival for the, for the basically the first 20 years. Yes. Um, when we originally started doing the beer festival, uh, it was very large. We had, on average, anywhere in between 30, 35 breweries. Mm -hmm. We would shut down the restaurant for the entire day. Both floors. Both floors. And we actually uh, did three sessions. So there was an, an early session, an afternoon session, and then a get ready to go out for the evening session. <laughs> yeah, I know, no, it was, and, and like those were, I don't want to say the good old days, but like the only time I ever, I always liked it because it always fell around my uh, birthday weekend, around like the second week of September. Yes. So uh, except for like a handful of times where um, somebody would do something silly like get married or something and I yes. had to go to their wedding you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> like I was we were always at the beer fest it was something we looked forward to it was always kind of like a big part of my my birthday weekend it, and made it easy on my wife never had to really buy me a present because she knew what I wanted well there you yeah. go yeah <laughs> so so tell me from the last year you guys started doing this uh said hey there's actually sort of a void and I think people are ready for a beer festival around the end of February? Yeah, because um, <clears throat> there are so many breweries now and so many brew fests. When we first started out, um, brew fests were fairly rare um, and there weren't a lot of them. But as more breweries have popped up, there's definitely been a rise in the amount of beer fests. So we decided to move ours kind of, and you know, when everyone's kind of getting the winter blues, end of February, there's not a lot going on. Uh, we decided to scale it back, make it a little more smaller, a little more intimate of a beer fest. Just change it to give people something to do at the end of the winter. All right, so what do you know, what can you preview here? We're gonna bring some of the brewers up and, and chat with them for a couple of minutes, but who do you know, Any anything that's new or you're looking forward to just seeing people set up here that you wanna try? Um, yes, well, I'm looking forward to, we actually made a uh, mango sour, the Mangalorian, and I'm very excited to try that because we're debuting it at the fest for the okay. VIP session. I am also very excited, Clips Brewing Company is here, and they're from Sunbury, Pennsylvania, and that is where I grew up, mm. from the town next to it, Northumberland, so I'm very excited to see them here. And then we also have uh, Clarion River Brewing which they're from out Clarion Way, Brew Erie, from up in Erie. So you don't see those guys a lot of times at brew fests. So I'm very excited to try their beers as All well. All right, very good. So if we want to see S Steph Dodge, you're going to be hanging behind one of the bars here Yes, today, I'll or? be uh, hanging out behind the bars, uh, <laughs> making sure people get some food, and just floating around making sure everybody's having a good time and everybody's got what they need. All right, everybody's got what they need from my end. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. We have our second guest here for the day at the Winter Warmer Festival, and we bring in our friend Matt Allen. And uh, Matt, how are you? Good. Very uh, good. All right, Matt, a quick bio on you. I guess I'm just, I'll start things off because I think uh, someone said, hey, this is the guy that started Voodoo Brewery up in uh, like Crawford County, Meadville area back in the day. Yes, Crawford County, Meadville. Uh, Meadville is the city seat for the, for the county. Basically, it was an unknown beer town in northwestern Pennsylvania, so heck, why not start hard and try and figure out if you can make it work? All right, so where did you, where does it go from there? So you're, I know you're not currently, uh, you, you actually sold Voodoo, the Voodoo brand, right? Yes, we actually did the, the smallest uh, employee share program 
ESOP in the country. Uh, and basically I sold my majority shares to the employees, which is still maintained, as well as uh, the my partners maintain the other half of their mi minority share to, uh, to the company. So okay. the expansion goes from there and everybody has their equal chance to be an owner. That's really great. That's really great. I've been to the uh, the, the Meadville Brew Pub a couple of times uh, traveling on business. Uh, so let me just, my favorite, I've, I try everything when I get there, whatever I can try that's on on, on uh, tap, but uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's one called White Magic of the Sun. Correct. Is that your creation? Yeah, that was, uh, I had worked with Pierre Sellis, okay. uh, which is famous for starting and resurrecting building Ho Garden. Uh, as well as Salisbury in Texas. His daughter just reopened Salisbury in Texas. Uh, and I, he was one of my mentors. I worked with him. And basically, he explained to me that Belgian white ale was whatever you wanted. You could use a variety of spices. He did what he did, but the Belgians are much more artisan, per se. And you could take the basis and put whatever you wanted. Peppercorn seemed to be interesting. Uh, coriander, orange peel, plus we did a variety of other spices just to kind of create something bigger on the 7.5% scale as well as something very flavorful. Something that really went with like fish and fowl more than right. just a wheat beer. Well, it's, it's perfect if you ask me. It's my favorite my favorite voodoo beer, but I, I'm going to have to try more maybe because I've always, I, it, that's, that's what makes... That's what makes it fun, you know? When you start talking to a chef, it's usually the first beer they pick out of the lineup because nice. they want to cook with it. Yeah, awesome. All right, so so from there, where, where did you go and what are we doing now? I mean, well, basically, I've, uh, it's my 27th year, 28th year in the brewing industry, and uh, I've had a consulting company for the majority of those years. And the last three and a half years, I've been helping build and design a lot of breweries for people from... Uh, Wyoming to Maine, uh, working on different capacities, plus uh, my experience spans is from door to door, basically. So what are you doing here today? Are you, are, are you, a, uh, a, a, are you sampling beer? Are you working for somebody today? Or are you just sort of uh, networking at, the beer, at a beer festival? I imagine it's a pretty good place to be for someone with your skills. Well, I mean, basically... I've been uh, a great fan and friend of Artie and Appalachian for a long time, and we have a great group of friends that we've known here for a long time. So we make this kind of a, a, a yearly trip. When I get beard out and I do a lot of beer festivals, we still make it, this is the one that we go to. So we either come to the summer one, but we always come to the one in February. So. Very good. So I'll ask you from somebody. You know, we're gonna we're gonna move get some other these other brewers up here and chat about their beers. But what do you see as a as a consultant? You know, where's the trend uh, going now? Where where are we sort of at? And where where do you think we're going? What's the next hot item? And oh, picking the next hot item is not my <laughs> forte. Um, otherwise, I'd have been a lot wealthier than I am now. Um, but I mean, basically, I I think quality control is going to come down to it. The, the breweries that really focus on paying attention to what's ingoing into their facility and maintaining the quality control inside their facility, everybody makes mistakes, but unfortunately not everybody understands that they do make mistakes. And a lot of people think that they're like the perfect husband. Uh, unfortunately, the brewery does not make for a perfect companion, and it has its own personality, 
And if you overlook things and you become complacent, just like as a husband in a marriage, then next thing you know, that marriage runs away from you. And that is the brewing industry in a whole. You're dealing with living organisms that uh, when felt they're being not treated well, will revolt. And uh, when you're not paying attention to that, that's going to be dictative to the product you're putting out. So I think what a lot of people are going to get to a, a certain point where there's going to be quality product that goes out, shelf life. Um, the future of any company is going to be quality control, shelf life, uh, and trying to fit into the trends, I guess. Because making the trend is not necessarily a long-term investment. Right. So creating the trend isn't exactly that, but the knowledge in which to be able to adapt to that trend is really what's going to carry through as long as you have a clean output product. Okay, and I think you said it, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs and they have bright ideas and, and big dreams. It's also, a, it's also a tough business. And so the strong will survive, the cream will rise to the top, as they, as they always say. And quality control and consistency over the long term as opposed to maybe being immediately trendy is, is probably going to gonna, uh, you know, be in your favor in the end. So. I think, yeah, like I said, I think in the long term is we've won over the fact that we can, as craft brewers, produce a quality local Pilsner, uh, Mexican lager, which will attract people, as well as hazy IPAs, uh, milkshake IPAs, things of that nature, which are really proving to the customer that we can come up and be progressive. But I think the long term is who's going to be able to make the better of that product inconsistently. And that is really comes down to mechanics and quality control. All right. And it comes down to people being able to sample things. And it's great to have it all under one roof every once in a while, just like this place today. The great thing to do is actually go to a festival and then see what everyone's wares are. All right. It saves you it saves you about 20 bucks to 80 bucks on a case of beer if you go to buy it at the at the distributors. So. Absolutely. Even as progressive as Pennsylvania's, <laughs> I say that with air quotes, but as Pennsylvania's, you know, alcohol laws have become over the past few years, it's easier than ever to just to sample a bottle somewhere without, you know, having to buy a, a case or anything like that, like we used to. Um, but uh, a beer festival is a great place to be. So thank you for being our guest today here at Appalachian, Matt. Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate it. All right, and here we are with another guest right now from uh, a brewery here in the mid-state of Pennsylvania, down uh, in York, PA. We're talking about Liquid Hero, and uh, who is our guest joining us right now? Uh, Barbado Arvonio. I'm a head bartender down at Liquid Hero in York. Very cool. So you, who knows the beer better than the bartender, right? That's right. We serve it every day. We should know it. All right, so let's run down. So you guys here, uh, first time participant at the uh, Winter Warmer? Yep, this is our first time. So we decided to come out here and give a couple offerings of uh, our American Hero Amber Ale, our Clarification Juicy Session IPA, and for nice. VIP members, we have our uh, one-off beer, which is an oatmeal cookie stout. Very cool. I can't wait to try them all. I don't. I, I actually, if I sample the entire time I'm doing the podcast, the podcast will not get done. It'll so. get a lot more interesting. <laughs> That's right. So uh, uh, let's talk about Liquid Hero. Where, when, when did you guys? Uh, fairly, fairly uh, recent. Uh, within the last how many years did you guys open the doors? Uh, we are have now been open for eight and a half years. Uh, so. It's still new for a, a small yeah. business, but it's still old enough to right. have our foot in the door and have a good stronghold in the community. So, so new enough that people are still figuring out who who you are, um, but yet. 
for the people who have been there from the beginning, like like an old friend. That's correct. <laughs> All right. So what's the? Is there a particular? Is there something that defines Liquid Hero? You know, what's is there a so, signature style? So uh, our signature style for our brewery is we're kind of like your Cheers brewery. Okay. Uh, we're your hometown people where really we, we get to know our customers' names, we, we talk with people, What we uh, we like to have a good vibe of, of sharing beer with people and, and just giving people a good offering but also great conversation yeah. and, and things like that. So all kinds of different styles, but do you, do you have some flagship brands? That you... Yeah, yeah. Our, our one flagship brand that we have here today is our Clarification uh, Juicy Session IPA. Uh, we have our Irregardless IPA. That's been around for quite a many right, years. Yep. It's one of our flagships. Along with our General Pilsner, our uh, Shirtless Dictator. Uh, that's a Russian Imperial Stout. Nice. People love the name of that one. Yeah, we all get the Putin image in the yeah. head. They're, yeah, they're, they're riding cool. a bear. Riding the, right. <laughs> that's great. All right, so uh, where, where are you guys located in New York, if I want to look you up? Uh, so we're right downtown on East North Street, right across from the Revolution Stadium, New York Revolution oh, Stadium. Oh, yeah. All right. And can we, can we find your stuff, you know, in the in the cooler, like the grocery store these days? There's, you guys are selling some bottled yep. stuff or our, canned stuff? Our distributor is Stockertown Beverage. Uh, we're distributed basically this whole half of the state, so cool. all the way up towards Scranton. We have distribution in State College, Philadelphia, uh, and mostly our our distribution is around this area, so be able to see us at bars, uh, distributors, and your local grocery stores. All right. Barbado, thank you so much from Liquid Hero Brewery in York. Pleasure to have you here. Look forward to trying your stuff, and we'll be right back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. All right, and we continue right now with the podcast with our next guest. We have uh, Aaron Eckert here from uh, Union Barrel Works. How you doing, Aaron? Good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's talk about it. Union Barrel Works. Where's the, where's the name come from? Does it, where, where are you guys from? Yeah, uh, Union Barrel Works. We're uh, 6 North Reamstown Road in Reading. Uh, it's actually just south of Reading. We're okay. kind of directly between Lancaster and Reading. We're about 50 miles east here of Harrisburg. So... Short 40-minute drive out the turnpike, and you're right there at uh, Union Barrel Works. All right, it's Craft Brewery Restaurant. Yep, what do we Craft Brewery Restaurant. It's in an old warehouse building, three-story warehouse. We occupy the first floor, uh, open view to the to the brewing area. Uh, full menu. We have entertainments on most Friday, Saturday nights. Good offerings of beers. They do some scratch stuff that you know comes on and off. We offer some local uh, cider stuff as well. So okay, yep. all right. So uh, you, you said no technical stuff, because and I'm not, I don't want to talk about you know like uh, you know. Yeast. Yeah, right. I'm not know, the you know, brewer, so I can't steal this. <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get that. So let's just talk about. But let's talk. If I'm thinking Union Barrel Works, sure. you know what's, um, you know, for instance, Appalachian has you know Water Gap Wheat, Mountain Lager. You know, yep, yep. Uh, what 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 are those? What sort of those base? well-known beers for Union Barrel I think one of our biggest ones, people at the Beer Fest come around. We do the PA Renfair Beer Fest. People Um, come out there looking for our Wobbly Bob. It's a dark dunkel Doppelbach. It's a little higher ABU, ABU, but uh, people are loving it. I mean, it's a a dark, mellow beer, but it it keeps bringing people back. Gotcha. Wobbly Bob. Wobbly Bob, yep. And that's on tap today at the uh, Beer Fest here. Oh, cool. So so what other, how many beers did you guys bring with? Uh, We have two with us here, and then one for our VIP hour, which we'll probably be offering throughout the day. It's a uh, sour beer with a hint of blueberry. Nice. Sours are a little, you know, if, if you're strictly a sour brewery, that's, that's right. you're kind of pigeonholing yourself, but there are some that are making their mark in that that realm, but 
you, it's just sort of something you guys offer, and then you find some success with that. Yeah, uh, like I said, one of the like the scratch series, just something that uh, the brewer will brew up and offer for everyone else. Um, so the sour one, he came up with a little something special here. Cool. I know he often does a chocolate peanut butter, something like that. I think we did a peanut butter and jelly stout that was on for a little while. Yeah. It comes on, comes off. People are looking for it, so we try and mix it up a little bit amongst our, our regular ones. All right. So if you had to, if you had to define, uh, you know, the brewery, are you guys? Uh, American traditional. Uh, you talk about you know one of your flagships being a, a Dunkel. So is there more German influence? Where do you, uh, what do you think? I w- I'd say a good mix of both. Yeah, definitely the, the we have a Union Pale Ale, so we kind of make that broad spectrum from like the the old the old time base, you know, like our yeah. Union Pale Ale, but keep up with all the IPAs and things like we have like that. Just just cover the whole range of Very stuff. Cool. Same with our, our restaurant, we offer. Full menu that's listed online. Follow us on Facebook, Union Barrel Works. Nice. Um, constantly changing up the menu, offering new food items and stuff to try and please everybody. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to trying your stuff. It's great to meet great. you, Aaron. Thanks, Mike. Union it. Barrel Works. Next time you're in the Reading area, look them up. Check them out. And we'll be right back. All right, and we're back here again with another guest, and this time we have Kurt from uh, Eclipse Brewing in Sunbury. How you doing, Kurt? Oh, very good. Kurt, Kurt, what's the last name? Benner. Kurt, thank you, Kurt Benner. I almost called you Brenner. What? Like Yule Brenner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both bald. Come in here a little closer well? to the microphone, so we can make sure that I can, we can hear you. But so, so Sunbury, uh, man, great river town, right up, uh, right along the Susquehanna, just about an hour, um, an hour north of Harrisburg. Right. Right. So yeah. short trip for you guys today. Short trip for us. It's like, yeah, I like this uh, this area. I actually was born at York Hospital, so I'm a little familiar with down. Well, I was born at Lewisburg uh, Evangelical, so I. I was born up your way, and you were born down my I, way. I Harris. still work at Evangelical. Oh, nice. Part nice. time. <laughs> right. So you were, and uh, we were talking about our ages. So uh, there's no way that you delivered me, which is a good thing. No, theory. no, so, okay. no. It's just that it would have been an awkward way to start the conversation, <laughs> or an incredible way. So, all right. So Eclipse, how long you guys been around? Sunbury's not. I don't want to say that. Sunbury was only sort of recently added to the brewing map, really, in central Pennsylvania, right? Right. We started one year ago, November 1st. Okay. So we have more than a year in, and it's been going pretty good. The response is good. People like their craft beer. Awesome. Uh, Sunbury, I actually grew up in Sunbury uh, as a little kid. Um, my mom worked at the hospital up there, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad was a steel worker in Harrisburg. And so uh, we split the difference and eventually and moved when I was about 11 uh, uh, in between. Halifax. So, so I ended up in the Appalachian Mountains, <laughs> right along the Appalachian Trail. But right. like the river's always been a connector because I have always had and continue to have friends, uh, you know, up in Sunbury. So I, so I'm familiar with town. Where about are you guys? We're right downtown. It's we're near Cameron Park, where the municipal mm-hmm. building's at. Uh, you know, we're only about a half block from the the river. Cool. Right on, right on the main street. All right, so if you have a court date or something in Northumberland yeah, County. That way you can get everything done, and then afterwards you can drink a beer. <laughs> Either to celebrate or cry into. All right. So, Kurt, are you the brewer? Or are you? I'm the brewer, sure. All right, so how'd you get You start off as a home brewer? Did you oh. work your way around? What happened? Yeah, way back, back in the early 90s, we would, we would home brew because we thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool to make our own beer. Yeah. And then maybe about probably eight years ago or something, I, I decided, hey, it seems like you can make this a living. So I, I, wanna, I went to uh, UC Davis out in, uh, Sac- near Sacramento, California and got a professional brewer's certificate 
and I've been transitioning into nice. becoming a full-time brewer. Oh, you're legit. That's right, man. I mean, so a degree, that's, that's something that's fairly new around this area. I mean, technical schools and things like that and science programs all have something they can lend. People come from those backgrounds to become brewers, mm -hmm. but then now there's actual brewing, you know, degrees, essentially. Degrees, yeah. So anyway, so let's talk about your beer. Uh, you got what, what did you bring with us? Uh, to, what did you bring with you to share with us today? Well, the one that you're going to be sampling is the raspberry honey ale. Uh, we use fresh raspberries in it. Uh, I think it's pretty refreshing. Delicious. Delicious. Thank you. Another beer that we brought today mm. is the Baby It's Cold Outside, and that's a winter warmer. It's a spice beer. I think I have uh, nutmeg, cinnamon, and ginger in that oh one. Oh my gosh! Maybe I should have had that enough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll have them. Don't I worry. Think, I think I'll you get can around try to the it. other one. And then later on at three o'clock, <coughs> we're going to be putting on a loco coco. So it's a it's a it's a chocolate beer made with cocoa. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. So the perfect type of beer for a winter warmer festival. People tend to trend a little bit darker in the winter. I don't know why that is, you know what I mean? But 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 here we are. It, we're, it'll, it'll be spring before you know it, and we'll be going to, to something else. So I'm enjoying the horny prick. Thorny. Oh, thank you. Thorny prick. Wow. Yes. Thorny because prick. raspberries have thorns, and they prick your fingers. Very simple. Thorny Makes a lot prick. of sense. And yes. there's no double entendre in that either. No. I appreciate no. that. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kurt. <laughs> I appreciate you for joining us here today. You guys are in Sunbury, PA. Uh, make sure you stop in. It's the county seat. Of it's Northumberland the county, county. Seat, yes. and find yourself a seat, I guess, uh, if you stop by and visit Kurt and the guys at Eclipse. And I'd also like to say that uh, we're down here representing the River Rat Brew Trail, okay. which is in like five counties in our area, and I think we're up to like 14 breweries. Beautiful. You know, all all within a couple miles of each other. All right. So well, it's starting to be a destination. I find that to be a compliment. If someone were to call me a river rat, I grew up one. <laughs> yeah. My kids are river rats, and. Uh, Again, thanks for joining us here today at the Winter Warmer Festival, and we'll be right back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. All right, back once again here with uh, our next guest. We've got uh, Hannah Barnes, who's with uh, Aldous Brewing Company, and you guys are located where, Hannah? So we're in Hanover, Pennsylvania. That's kind of in between York and Gettysburg. We brew and have our tap room in the original Hanover Snyder Pretzel Factory. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Our pub is open Tuesday through Saturday from 3 to 11, and then on Saturdays from noon to 11. Hanover is pretty pretty cool town, actually. It's, uh, so we're talking like, everybody thinks Gettysburg, but Hanover is actually where a lot of the action is happening, too. Uh, right? Yeah, no, there's a lot of brewing companies uh, opening there, and it's also, we like to call it the snack capital of the U.S. <laughs> got a lot of different snack factories there, got Uts, Snyder's, Ouija, Campbell's. Nice. So, and, and Aldous, where does the name come from? Is it, is it? Okay, so Aldous is actually a 15th century Venetian printer. Um, at the, <laughs> you're probably wondering, what does that have to do with brewing? That's so, okay. uh, our founder, he's really into history. And at that time, only the clergy and the wealthy could afford literature because it was so expensive. Right. So Aldous created uh, the semicolon, he created italic font, that way it would provide a smaller book and then he was able to get it out to the masses. And so that's kind of our whole thing is like we're not trying to change the recipe or anything, 
but make a good quality product accessible to the masses. Well, if he invented the semicolon, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fan. I did not expect that in the answer. That's, that's pretty cool. All right, so you guys are here at the Winter Warmer Festival this year, first time? Or did yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. So this is our first time here. Awesome. Well, well thank you for joining us. I have uh, the pleasure right now. So this is this is the VIP session where we get to. A lot of the brewers will bring something a little bit special, and I have the cherry sour. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give it a taste. Sours are. I, I, I'm a fan. So, and again, this is gonna be. Uh, and so for all our sours, we like to use the traditional um, style. We barrel age for a little over a year and a half, and we use real fruit. No, I'm, I'm, I'm picking it up. It's exactly what I want because a lot of I've, I've had a lot of sours, and honestly, I, I have a pretty high, I'd say I have a good tolerance for them, but sometimes the sour tends to be a little bit more on the, I want to like say vinegary and Yeah, a little more pungent. Yeah, yeah, and and that's okay because that's like I mean, it, it, look, if you, if you're if someone's giving me a sour, I sort of know what I'm getting, right? Yeah. However, that sort of depends on how much of it I want to drink too. This is this is very drinkable. This is really good. So is this something that you guys would offer as sort of like a like a, a scratch type thing, or is this something you guys have on all the time? Yeah, so this is a limited release. Um, we are working on a few other sour projects, so in the, um, I would say in the next few months, we'll be releasing a plum sour as well. Nice, okay, so if I'm looking at all this uh, brewing company, and what are, what's, what's the one? What's the, like the flagship that everybody sort of knows you for, at least locally, the big fans are coming and check you out? I would definitely have to say um, either our Jason Hates It IPA or our American Blonde Ale. Okay. Either one of those sounds good. And you have, I saw the Jason Hates It, I think, is here today? Yes, Jason Hates It is here today. All right, very cool. Interesting name, interesting story behind that? or? Uh, yeah, so that's, a, that's actually kind of a funny story. So our brewer really wanted to make an IPA, and our founder was just so against it, he didn't want to chase the trend of everybody else making IPAs, and so eventually our brewer was <laughs> right. like, come on man, let me make this IPA, and our founder gave into it, and so then we thought, well, what's this going to be? It was only going to be a small batch, and we thought, well, why don't we call it Jason Hates It, because he hates the idea of us making it so much, yeah. and he goes, yeah, call it whatever you want, we're never making this beer again, it's fine. Uh, the image for the beer is actually really funny. It's our Jason. He's making a horrible face, and he just he even used a bad camera because he was just trying to get it over with. And it's so funny because that actually became one of our flagship beers. Right, and I'm sure at this point Jason has realized that IPAs aren't a trend, so yeah. it's sort of a must-have. and it's here to stay. It's here to stay, and if you don't have one, it's not like you're being left behind, but you're sort of ignoring the ignoring the fact that it's pretty much become one of the standard issue you know craft brews at this point so people are looking for them and they expect them. yeah all right well thank you so much hey, it's been great talking to you hannah uh aldous brewing company hanover pennsylvania next time you're down in that section of uh, york county check them out thank you well, okay next brewer up is uh from the bird's nest brewing company is it brewing company or Brewing company. Yeah. All right, Bird's Nest, B-U-R-D-S, Nest, Brewing Company, and uh, Dave Hamilton joins us. How you doing? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. All right. So let's let's get into it. Where first of all, Bird's Nest. 
I heard of you guys recently because of a recent partnership with Appalachian, but uh, for people who are just getting to know you guys, where are you from? Uh, we're down in Carlisle, right at the uh, square, pretty much 19 North Hanover Street. That's right, that's right. Uh, great little town, tons to do, a lot of walking distance, um, or a lot to do within walking distance. Um, so we're going on being two years old on March 15th. Um, so we'll uh, well some anniversary shenanigans to get into so very nice yeah Carlisle I used to spend a lot of time there in a previous life uh, was did some like uh, TV news reporting and I covered Cumberland County for a while I thought you looked familiar okay okay yeah yeah is it, is it that or they're like aren't you that guy from uh, he used to date Jennifer Aniston or whatever. Like, no no that's but anyway you get um, that a lot right, right. <laughs> actually yeah. um, Carlisle has sort of kind of grown up as far as like things to do, absolutely, it, it used to kind of be the place. Uh, I think I made this joke earlier because one of the the guy from uh, Eclipse and Sunbury, you know, they're like right down the street from the courthouse. So the joke was like, you know, you get a traffic ticket, and you, <laughs> you end up yep. then come have a beer to either celebrate or to, you know, <laughs> we get that too. We're uh, right next to domestic relations. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, but let's like let's talk about what you guys first of all the. Um, the, the partnership with ABC, there was sort of a collab beer yep. recently. Yep. So we uh, we partnered with you guys back in uh, beginning of January. Um, we brewed a double IPA called Goose Down. It uh, came in at around uh, 8%, 40 IBU, so very aromatic. There was over three pounds of hops per barrel. Yeah. Um, was really well received. Yeah, it's a, it's a great beer. Uh, I had it before. Um, it's just it's something you you should try and uh, I just don't know if the story of it is out there enough so like where, where's what's the what's the meaning behind the name what's the goose down and like what was the inspiration so goose down uh, obviously with it being winter um, you know the down is, is is what keeps the birds warm right so it's what we stuff our pillows with that's right, right yeah so because <laughs> um, it came in at eight percent and was double IPA you know it'll that beer keep you keep you warm all, all right. winter long. So speaking of, I don't going back. If you've been listening since the beginning of this podcast, already had some uh, an old fashioned that he made here with uh, one of the Appalachian craft spirits, the uh, the bourbon, and it's got me right above the right <laughs> on the lower forehead. I'm starting to feel that warm feeling. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> That's what the spirits will do to you. Absolutely. And then I've had a sour. Uh, from which sour did you? This have? is the uh, it's the cherry sour from okay. Aldous. They, uh, they were just on, and it's it's pretty nice. It's, uh, but to, what do you guys dabble in? What do you guys do? What do you, do you so, what's the mainstream, and then what do you dabble in? Right now, um, we're actually looking to kind of start doing either a gluten removed beer hmm. um, or or seltzer. Seltzers are really popular. So with the becoming you know kind of the end of winter, springtime want to kind of get our our more refreshing beverages out on the line um you know obviously we have ipas that we brew um try to have a good balance you know we serve some wine and cider and some uh pa spirits as well so you know we we just try to have something for everyone to like it's sort of that time of year we are, we are transitioning a lot of things are transitioning you know, winter sports uh, for the, you know, there's youth sports for us parents are now turning, turning into spring sports. And, uh, you know, it's the, the days are getting a little bit longer and that allows for more uh, more time to have a have an after work, maybe yep. get together. It's, it just doesn't seem as, it, 
is depressing anymore. Like yeah. when you leave work and you've missed, you know, the, all of the daylight out your window. You know, now you, now we actually have a little bit of time to enjoy it. So yep. enjoy I it with a beverage. Last night I got off and it was. Uh, yeah. Six thirty or something. And I, know. I was like, "Hey, it's not. It's, it's not, not completely play. dark. <laughs> if I was in the middle of a field with no trees, it would still be light out right <laughs> yeah. now." But no, I get what you're saying. All right. Well, it's it's, it's awesome to meet you. Um, if we want to learn more about Bird's Nest, where can I go? Uh, you can come down to the brewery again, 19 North Hanover Street in Carlisle, or you can visit us online, www.birdsnestbrewingco.com, and uh, we're on social media: Facebook, Instagram. Check us out there as well. All right, Dave. Thanks again for joining us. And we'll be right back here from the Winter Warmer Fest to wrap things up on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. All right, so I said we'd wrap things up, but I, I couldn't resist. I saw an old familiar face uh, here during the, the VIP session uh, as we were kicking off the Winter Warmer Beer Festival here at Appalachian Brewing Company. And it, it's a guy who used to, uh, I worked with here. Uh, Mike Lindgren was a brewer. From uh, I want to say circa 2014 to 16 or so in that range. Yeah, yeah. I just actually saw a memory on Facebook that six years ago uh, on Monday I started my internship as a professional brewer, and then they brought me on full time. I was the uh, brew pub's head brewer, so I managed all the locations and then helped out here in Harrisburg. Very cool. So Mike Mike Lindgren joined by uh, you, you have a special guest here too. With me. yes, it's my my dad. We partnered and started brewing. I call him Maxi Me, but um, <laughs> he goes by Cliff to everybody else. <laughs> all right, so Cliff and Mike from the Lindgren Craft Brewery, and where are you guys? Because it's a it's a new name for a lot of people, but uh, a name worth checking out. Yeah, so we are in Duncannon, about 15 20 minutes up the river. From here in Harrisburg, uh, we actually just bought a old Duncannon National Bank right beside the Doyle Hotel, which is a known yeah. uh, a known building on the Appalachian Trail that we're working on renovating. We should be open by the end of the year. Uh, so right now we're a distribution brewery only. We hand bottle everything, and uh, we're on tap at a couple places. So we're, we're looking forward to having a place that people can come and visit us. All right, so let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, Mike, Penn, Penn State guy? Yes. All right, Perry County guy and Penn State guy. Yes. All right, I know some of those. They, they always <laughs> seem to be good guys, you know? They, they are. <laughs> I, I, I went for agribusiness. I, I started off in engineering school. Uh, my junior year, I dropped out because I wanted to start from the bottom, which is how I started working here. So much of the dismay of my father dropping out engineering school um, it worked <laughs> it, out though it didn't dismay me <laughs> so cliff so mike says yeah i'm gonna be an engineer and i'm gonna you know design bridges and uh across the world and uh, make millions of dollars and then one day he comes home and he says you know what i think i'd just rather make beer well actually what he said is schooling wasn't for him and he wanted to go someplace and start at the bottom and work his way up okay and after about a year living at the bottom he said this sucks starting at the bottom. So he went back to school. I did. I finished. I went for agribusiness. Okay. So. All right. But what that did was, I learned like, a ton. like most people, you bring it full circle. You got, you know, as a brewing, brewing intern to, well, first of all, you were here at Appalachian during a really exciting time because we opened up the Mechanicsburg Brewery. So you were sort of 
and I remember you being one of the head guys on that system over there. Yeah, I helped already install that, and I got to brew basically the first first couple years there. They let me stay on part time when I went back to school, so I kept brewing there. All right, so now, but now you've you've come back. You got the family name uh, on a on a pint glass, and yes. and soon to be on a brew pub in your hometown. So this is a, it's pretty exciting. So Lindgren Craft Brewery, what's what are you guys going to be known for? Uh, well, we have really creative names. Yeah. Um, we, we have I Love Mary Jane, which is named after my mother. Most people don't believe that. Um, we have It's Beautiful and So Are You, which is a sweet potato pale ale. doesn't taste like sweet potatoes. Cool. That's one of our, our big sellers. But it's got the starch you need. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Claps in the Corner, which is our coffee and cream stout. We work with a local coffee roaster in Perry County on that one. Nice. Um, and then well, what you're drinking is Back in the Day in a Hazy Way, which is... Yes, sir. Brewed with the mayor of Duncan, and he had a birthday recently, so we sat down with him. I wonder what happened to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we, oh, oh, just al- alongside in cooperation with him. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he came out and he brewed it, uh, and, and it's hazy, but it's popped like a 1990s IPA. It has a lot of that chinook, very piney. Mm. Um, so we went back through our notes and hit most of those, most of what he wanted right on the head. We were very pleased. Right. With this is not a. This is not an IPA for the faint of heart. This, no. This is, it's got, it's got right. the pineiness. It's got that full hop flavor to it. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good, but if I were to suggest someone sit down for a session of drinking, you know, Lindgren Craft Brews, I'd say this one might want to be towards the end of that session because yeah. it's, it's flavorful. Yeah. It's a lingering lingering because it leaves that, that hoppiness, that pininess on your mouth. It's delicious, though. You guys have done a great job. Well, look, I'm excited to follow you uh, on Facebook because uh, I'm seeing some neat pictures that you're putting out of you guys like inside sort of like the old bank vault and stuff because I, I don't think I've been to a brewery that's inside a bank. I've been inside a brewery that's inside a church, uh, an old church. I've been inside one that, whatever, this place has been many different things over the years. Yeah. Uh, so... And, and a car dealership and everything like that too. You know, so breweries tend to find ways to repurpose. Um, and if we can do that, and we can sort of make that part of the you know the culture of the craft brewing, uh, you know, craft brewing is to take things and repurpose them and be responsible with our surroundings. Not always put up some you know brand new building. And you guys are going to revitalize Duncannon. I think that's probably important to you. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, we we have. A lot of people, I think people underestimate Duncannon, and we're close enough to Harrisburg, Sealands Grove, but the people in Duncannon are ready for that revitalization to happen. What about you, Cliff? When's the last time Duncannon's been hopping? Um, I can't even remember. I think I just helped you guys with a new t-shirt, by the way. Duncannon is hopping again. Well, actually, a couple of things we say is we're adventurously brewed in Duncannon, and Lindgren Craft Brewer... Lingering craft beer is going to make beer that made Duncan famous again. Very cool. So, all right, all right. Well, it's great. Remember the name, Mike and Cliff Lindgren, with the Lindgren Craft Brewery. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on the ABC podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, so not to make a liar of myself, I said we were going to wrap it up, and then and then I brought in another guest. So we're actually going to wrap it up right now. Uh, here on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. When we're recording today at a great event, it's the Winter Warmer Beer Fest, the second time we've had this uh, late February beer fest here at the brewery. So, you know, we started things off with the uh, the old brewmaster, our good buddy, 
uh, Artie Tafoya, and Artie name dropped a couple of a couple of people at the beginning, and uh, among those was uh, Cliff Plank. How you doing, Cliff? It's good to be here. All right, so who are you? We, what's your new title? What's the position here at Appalachian? Uh, yeah, well, I'm Cliff. Uh, I actually was uh, the brewmaster at Chatty Monks in Reading, um, starting back in 2016, um, and then actually moved to Tattered Flag in Middletown um, about the middle of last year um, until early this year whenever uh, I came over to ABC. All right, awesome. So so we, we're just meeting for the first time, but uh, I actually worked for the company too. I was a, the marketing director okay. back in... Uh, about 2013 to 2015. Okay. Longtime Mug Club member, so I, I, have a, I have a history with the place and the and the, and the breweries that you're talking about. I've, uh, I've I've encountered them before. I visited Tattered Flag. It was a really really neat to see something that came in and revitalized down. You know, absolutely the square there on Middletown. I think there's another location, uh, like a smaller spot in Hershey now. Yes. Uh, yep. That's now that's for their uh, their distilled spirits. Okay. Uh, okay. More more centric around that. Well, you, but, yep, but you see that name around. So so anyway, it's it's great to have new blood in the brewery here. At, yeah, it's exciting. So um, I mean, talk about wh- Appalachian. It goes back. What do you what do you know about Appalachian and and what. What are we, uh, you know, so you must be pretty excited to be here. Uh, yeah, I mean, really excited, not only because this is a, it's a much bigger facility that I've ever uh, actually worked on, um, but I, I'm not originally from this area. Um, I moved down as an architect, actually, um, six years ago, and was really into the craft uh, scene back then, and so, you know, Artie was one of those people that he just... You just knew who he was, whether or not you right. knew him personally. Um, so he's always somebody that um, you know I've always looked up to in this area as far as craft beer is concerned. Um, and yeah, I mean, whenever he reached out to me, it was it was really exciting. I'm really looking forward to um, you know learning how he brewed back whenever he started this uh, this brewery and you know it's the original brew house, which is so different than a lot of these modern brew houses. Um, but he's you know. He did a lot of traditional stuff, and as a newer brewer, you know, those trends aren't towards traditional beers. Um, so yeah. it's really exciting to be in, in here and learning, um, not only from from Artie, but also, you know, our new brewmaster, Bruce, um, which I'm sure that you'll cover I figure in, we'll in the have, future. I but. figure we'll have you and Bruce on again to talk about some stuff, but, you know, like, I think about the, like, the Appalachian name, first of all, you know, it's... it's it says it on the door, you know, but you know, it's like it was Harrisburg's first, yep. you know, craft brewery. You know, it was like they took a chance on this place, and 22 years, Two later, years later, we're here and and still thriving, and, and it's the brand has grown and uh, expanded. And so, when you look at that and you say, okay, so what? I don't, I don't want to ask you the easy question, which is what do you, what are you going to do differently about you know things because. Because part of it is, well, how do I ma- if I'm new? How do I how do I maintain what's been done so good? But then, eventually, I guess you, you probably you're here for a reason, and the reason Absolutely. here is to bring fresh ideas. So, go ahead, talk a little bit about what you think you lend to that. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think you're correct. Um, I, I think it's not only about bringing new ideas, which Bruce and I, I think, are both going to do, um, but it's also a little bit about um, you know tightening up. Um, our day-to-day procedures and really bringing a consistency to 
the flagship beers that people have known for two decades. Um, you know, we really want to tighten up things procedurally, um, you know, in our back of house in the brewery um, to bring those beers to what they should be um, and what people have expected for you know, 22 years. But um, as far as new ideas, you know, trends have changed in the past and what, five years. What might so. have been a trend is now the norm. Too. It is. So. Um, it's a little wonky. Yeah, it's definitely the norm. You know, um, a lot of people want the kettle sours, uh, the heavily fruity kettle sours, the, the pastry stouts that are higher in ABV, and then, of course, the, the hazy uh, New England IPAs. Um, and that's definitely styles that Bruce and I both uh, plan to bring into ABC, um, as well as, you know, keeping what has kept this brewery going for 22 years uh, alive and well. Um, you know, it's a balance between traditional um, and, you know, the new. Um, that's right. That's right. And that's, and, and that's what people love about it. And it's, uh, I know I'm always going to get something, it's like visiting an old friend, but it's also you know, opening a door to meet somebody new. And it's, Absolutely. And that's, what, and that's what life is about, you know? It's about keeping traditions and being in a comfort area and then occasionally stepping out and finding something new. Otherwise, what are we, what are we here for, right? That's we're right. Not, we're not always learning and trying, exploring new things. So I, a lot of our listeners, uh, and when I say a lot, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I, we, they don't tell me how many millions <laughs> are listening to the podcast here. But, you know. I, oh, it's not many. I don't know. No. <laughs> a lot of them are Mug Club members. A lot of the folks are people who, are, who believe in the brand, and so they're excited to, you know, excited. there's a buzz around the brewery about you guys coming in, you and Bruce. And so we look forward to seeing what you guys create. So uh, welcome. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate right. it. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the future. Here, Last so. thing, since we're here at the Winter Warmer Festival, what beers is that? There's actually an Appalachian table, for which is different because typically we're in the brew pub, so anything that's on tap is available right. along with all the, the visiting brewers. But you guys actually set up a table. I think it gets you guys face-to-face with folks. Is that the point? And then you offer some... What are you offering? Yeah, so that was actually the, the idea behind the whole thing is, uh, you know, we are the host brewery, but um, if we don't have our own, our own setup and our own table, then... You know, are we really a part of it, or are we just the host? So we wanted to make sure that you know we were an actual part of the festival itself, um, and also we are debuting uh, two beers that Bruce and I um, had the hand in, in making. Um, whether it was, uh, so we actually have the Mangalorian. Um, it's our new. That's a great mango. name. Yeah, it is a great <laughs> name. I, I can't believe that we actually were able to get that approved already, and I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be that's a kettle sour. Um, that is heavily fruited with mango, and then we have a new fresh batch of our Peregrine Pilsner um, that, that we did. So we wanted to kind of showcase, you know, again, what we were talking about, the, the, a new style, and then um, our rendition of one of ABC's traditional flagships. So, awesome. All right, well, I'm looking for, I can't try it all here on the podcast, because I said Too earlier, the, the, the podcast will not get done if I, all I'm doing yeah. is drink, but, but I will say cheers to you. Yep. Cheers. All right. And I'm going to let you get back to work here at the beer festival and, and uh, meet some of the people. I know that, uh, again, we're excited to have, have you here and uh, see what the future holds. So once again, Cliff, welcome. And we look forward to talking to you again on the, on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, your time. All right. So from that, we're going to wrap it up. I see that the VIP session here is ending. And the masses are starting to come in. So it's going to get a little bit louder. It's not going to lend itself to uh, uh, recording too much longer. 
So I want to thank all of our guests here today at the second Winter Warmer Festival here at Appalachian Brewing Company. I want to uh, thank uh, Artie Tafoya for setting everything up here on stage. And um, until next time, if you need any more information on Appalachian Brewing Company, it's abcbrew.com. For the podcast, I'm Mike Parker, and we'll see you next time.